starting in about 2018, we really saw an explosion in the electronic nicotine delivery system. It, it peaked out right around 35% um, pre-pandemic. We've seen a little bit of a drop right now, but we think part of that was related to some of the lockdown policy. But really, it's uh, kind of gone up, and it really kind of... Uh, I would say all the great work we did in the 90s to really kind of get smoking kind of under control has kind of just kind of faded away. And so right now it's uh, it's really been at the, at the American Academy of Pediatrics and Pediatrics in general, it's really been something we've had to, to try to kind of wrap our heads around and really try to help people because this was something uh, we've never seen before, not and especially not to this extent. So. And, and Dr. Goldman, when you look at it, I'm sure with your work and counseling and getting research from from the young population on the reasons why they've turned this, whether it be cleaner, false sense of security that it's not as bad for you as tobacco. But what are you hearing from other doctors and research pertaining to the youngsters on why maybe they are turning in this direction? Yeah, I think I think you make some valid points. Um, uh, we know flavor is a big driver for youth. You know, um, absolutely. You know, from a uh, a standpoint of uh, health. You know, we did. You know, when we used to say "don't smoke," you know, everybody inter- interpret that as a as a reference to like uh, physical health and like things like lung cancer. And now kids say, "Look, these these are different. They don't do these things," and so therefore, they, there's a false sense of safety. So. Um, not to mention, usually when you try to talk to young people, they don't they don't respect you know down the road this is going to cause trouble. And I think so, so. Part of it, I think, is is at least on our side, is really educating people to understand there's a lot more than just physical health uh, that a substance can do to you, um, especially in a developing brain. Um, the, the repeated chemical exposure there is ox, you know oxidative stress, uh, which can cause damage. So we see kind of increased anxiety, depression. Um, we do see some related uh, issues related to the device themselves that could potentially cause um, some health issues, cancers, things like that. But again, being at a relatively new technology, uh, we just don't have that much kind of information to kind of, in my mind, use more as a scare tactic. Um, and so really it's been about re-educating kind of people to be able to have an honest conversation in a different way because people just say, you're right, it doesn't cause that. And then they go, okay, well, then it must be good. And it's like, no, there's plenty of other trouble uh, that can happen way before your lungs get out. So um, it, it's been a process. With us is Dr. Will Goldman, again, Medical Director Addiction Services with Akron Children's Hospital. And, and Will, let's go to that addiction side of this story with e-cigarettes and vaping. Is there an addiction process when we're talking about using e-cigarettes and vaping? Oh, absolutely. You know, one of the things I talk about in our clinic at Akron Children's is I, I, I kind of kind of whittle it down to a very simple concept, and I call it chemical coping. You're using it for some type of chemical coping. And, and, and I say the brain is a unique organ. It, uh, you know, first of all, you're in the developing, so I always say, how much is safe in a developing brain? The answer is we really don't know. But what we know is the brain is going to make changes uh, related to repeated exposure to a chemical. So what we see is where you thought might be helping you with things like anxiety and stress. Well, the brain will start actually creating more anxiety and stress to kind of balance out the new chemical it's seeing in the brain. So, you know, saying this is going to help you, I always say, you know, tip my hand and say probably in the beginning, but over time, 
you're going to become physically, not only physically dependent, but your brain will also no longer be able to cope with normal stresses because it, it needs the chemical to do that. And so that's what we think of as when we talk about things like addiction. Dr. Will Goldman is with us again, medical director, addiction services, Akron Children's Hospital. And then down the medical road, uh, Dr. Goldman, I, I, again, I'm thinking e-cigarettes and this vaping, and these are chemicals coming into the body. And again, I'm not a doctor. You are. Talk about the physical side of this this health problem with the e-cigarettes and the and the vaping industry. Yeah, I mean, we we've had issues specifically related uh, to some of the flavorings, like for example, I mean, some of the stuff basically turns into formaldehyde. Uh, so we have had some some issues related to that. Again, it's so new. The other thing is, like, uh, there was a few years back where there was some kind of home brew, stuff that people had made homebrew. Uh, where they put uh, vitamin E in there, and that had caused some lung injury. That was specifically in some uh, marijuana-related vaping. Uh, but again, it's kind of that home—the idea that people can do this home tinkering. Uh, and again, it's just the data. It's just so such new data. It's 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 a matter of catching up. Um, you know, people talk about the Food and Drug Administration and what their role is. Um, they've been starting to crack down specifically on there's uh, specifically because of the flavorings causing concerns for, for health, uh, but it's been such a um, kind of uphill battle to catch up to where the industry is to where it needs to be properly regulated. So that's been a kind of an ongoing thing. But, Will, yeah. part, part of what I wanted to talk about today, Will, as well, was to those parents and guardians, and I want to backtrack a little bit when we were talking about, you know, the youth and how, hey, I'm not smoking tobacco, I'm just doing this. And I think also on the parents and guardian side of this story, some of them might, because it is new, some of them might not be tied into this industry where they know tobacco is bad by now, but they might not know this e-cigarette arena. And maybe these youth are saying, hey, mom, dad, or grandma, grandpa, I'm not using cigarettes. I'm doing these and these are okay. And I thought it was important maybe that you talk to these parents and guardians this morning that there are high-level dangers, whether it be the dependency, the addiction, the chemicals. There's so much more to be educated on to learn about this industry that are dangerous, dangerous, I should say, for these children. Yeah, I mean, at, at the bare minimum, I think to, to your to your question, your point, you know, do you know what you're smoking? And 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 that's. And the point of reference for older generations, and you know, is the cigarette, right? We knew, you know, we used to have this idea like we knew how much, you know, we knew smoking was bad, but at least I didn't smoke this many, and that's okay. Well, how much is in your device? It's one device, right? And what we see is, to give you an idea, we talk about what are called puffs of smoke, meaning, you know, you breathe in how much. And when you talk about a pack of cigarettes, a pack of cigarettes is about 200 puffs of smoke. These modern-day devices of still delivering the same level of nicotine, um, if not potentially more potent, is anywhere between, I don't know, 1,500 puffs in a device, 5,000 puffs, 8,000 puffs. And so the idea is, you know, um, you know, you're you know, trying to compare and say, well, at least it's not cigarettes. You go, no, it could be far worse. You could be smoking, you know, two, three packs of cigarettes a day, and you wouldn't know it because it looks so so simple, so elegant, so for parents to understand that it, it's not that simple, and, and again, if, if your if your metric is I'm I'm just worried that they're going to get lung cancer, 
you're missing the greater part, which is they're going to have so many more issues related to their emotional health and development, you know, that, that that's kind of a down-the-road issue, you know. So understand, it's, I don't think it's okay just to say everything's okay because at least it doesn't cause cancer is not the solution. On top of that, when you you know, when we talk about a substance use disorder in general, we really are talking about all the complications related to relationships, interpersonal relationships, self you know, self-realization or what you would call the self-image, um, you know, school-related issues, uh, work-related issues, and related to the nicotine and any other substance. The kids are struggling, and it, and it can be directly related back to their usage. Dr. Will Goldman is with us. Again, Medical Director, Addiction Services, Akron Children's Hospital. And to, to wrap this story up, Will, this morning, each and every day I imagine you're talking your counseling and seeing the addiction process with the youth of America with these e-cigarettes and also the the vaping, which are tied together, one and the same. Maybe talk to the parents of difficulty that you see in the addiction side of this story and to get them off these e-cigarettes and, and, and such. Yeah, I mean, what I would say is, at, at our, you know, at our clinic at Akron Children's, this, this is you know, when I when we when it is one of our primary things we address. It is at the national levels of the American Academy of Pediatrics. We have policy statements. We are actively trying to help parents understand. You know, we have to involve families in this treatment plan. There are medication options. There are counseling options. There, uh, you know, you can go to the National Institute of Drug Abuse, and there are, are related specifically for teen to help get them treatment. There are apps. Uh, this is something we're trying to tackle and trying to help. You know, patients and families, it, it's difficult because, but unfortunately, you know, when we talk about youth in general, and this is, I think we can all relate, we've all been there, you know, it's all about, it's all about, I want my experiences. I want to have a good time. You don't really think about the consequences until you're a fully developed adult. That's part of development that we forget about. So really recognize, I understand that you want to give autonomy to your child, that you want to respect their individualism, but you're still their parent. And so it's important to have these open conversations. And I would say also for many parents, um, you know, kids do mimicry. You know, if, if you yourself use, you know, they're going to see that as the role model for their, for their usage. So recognize that it might be worth sitting down and, and working on yourself, too, and saying we're going to do this as a family. And, you know, but I also would encourage if you don't have this problem to have these open, honest conversations and say, look, I'm worried about what this will do to your mental health. I'm worried about what it will do to your physical health. It's okay to have the conversation. Don't wait till there's a problem.